Oh, that lovely intro. does uh there's just been way too much going on in the world in the soccer world and the the world outside soccer uh personal life everything yeah it's crazy so man um, yeah it's uh it's it's a beautiful day in central indiana it's gorgeous wonderful day in central indiana i did not break out the shorts though and that's that's what i you know i i I just it's so midwestern once it hits 50 it's like I see people in shorts. Yeah, I'm like, I, I had re- largely resisted it, but I, I threw threw a pair on today. Okay, great. well, see, but it was 70 today. Yeah. So I don't know. That yeah. that, that, that just seems like the intelligent, you know, oh, way to yeah, go. But sure. anyway, man, we you're right. We've got tons of stuff to talk about tonight. We've got the red, the blue. We've got the U.S. men's Here's, team. I even have a red um, drink. Oh well, there you go. Well, I'm, you know, we've got this little little thing going on you know here in the stage called the uh <laughs> the no, no, actually good good luck to any big 10 team in the tournament this week well uh, it goes know, indiana big 10 for me sure sure absolutely absolutely and and i am almost ashamed to say this my friend and this this is the only non-football talk i'll i'll do tonight but um in one of my brackets i have them not making it out of the round of 64 yeah, I I can see it happening. Um, I it th- the truth is I could see anybody having it happen to them this year because really n- not only does basically every team have a loss, they've got a bad loss. They've got a loss to somebody sure. they never should have lost to. Sure, and and that's up and down the dial. And I think every team you know can be got on their day. You know, I I'm an IU guy. And I think on any given day, IU can, can play with, with the best teams in the country. They've just rarely put together a full 40 minutes. And, um, you know, what, what they've managed to do recently, especially on the back of Trace Jackson Davis, is pretty awesome. So looking forward, them, looking forward to more tournaments. Cinderella, dude. I, I do. I've got them as a Cinderella team. I think they could, I think they could do something. So there you go. We'll see. Um, we'll move on to uh, today's game and just Chelsea's recent performances in general. Um, Another close one, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I think having the the 2-0 from the first leg was really, really helpful, obviously. Um, but they got a scare. They got a scare with uh, um, not an early goal, but uh, I think a well-deserved goal, ultimately, uh, with with how on the balance of play, I feel like Lille was it, – it, it was kind of a stop-start game from what I saw. I was keeping track of three different games all at once. And um, – it was kind of stop start, but I, you know, getting a goal right before halftime settles you down, changes your attitude. You can go into the locker room and you're having a different conversation than one more goal causes us a problem. Well, it changes the whole complexion of the yeah. of the match. I mean, you know, Lil for for everything. Number one, they they have no reason to hang their heads at no. all. Um, they they put forth a valiant effort. Mm-hmm. Um, the penalty was justly given and, you know, it was taken well. I mean, it was struck mm-hmm. so well. Um, Mindy didn't have a chance on that one, but 
if once again, and, and I'm going to give the man of the match to this man who quite frankly could have gotten man of the match uh, with Newcastle and that's Jorginho because mm. the two deliveries that he had in 47 minutes of football, one to Havertz at the end of the Newcastle match and one at the end of this half to Pulisic. Uh, I mean, the they are pinpoint. Pinpoint, man. The guy just was – and like I said, just for those two deliveries alone, um, it was incredible. It was incredible to watch. And, um, you know, as far as that match is concerned, the, the, the part that really got me too was when, you know, Espilicueta scored the second goal the the amount of love that was shown to him by you know by his teammates by everybody coming over and celebrating with him they 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 understand the pressure that that they're on i mean hell they they might as well start walking right now well who, their next match is middlesbrough i think you know they, they they should start walking there because like literally that's the type of stuff that's going on in, in chelsea right now like you know you get 20,000 euro to travel you you don't know from day to day, what's going to happen with the, you know, buying and selling of your club yet Thomas Tuchel, um, who quite frankly uh, is, is the mastermind right now of keeping these guys together. He and his coaching staff are doing a phenomenal job um, making sure these guys are staying focused. And you can see that like, you can like today was not a great performance at all, but right. boy, the way they, they, they came around, you know, Aspilicueta. I mean, you know, he may or may not be here next year, but the way they came around him, um, I just love to see that. You know, that, that kind of that was like, well, it's you know, they definitely are in a situation where it's very easy to create a siege mentality. Um, you know, the world's against this kind of thing, even though you know, by and large, it's got nothing to do with them at all. And sure. you know, from from that perspective, I got to believe it's probably not that hard to tune some of it out. I mean, it's an issue. I'm sure they're getting dealt, having to deal with it, but Tuchel is a, is a master press conference giver. He's, he's really terrific about the way he's handled it. Um, you know, it, it, there are moral questions. Should you be working for a club like that? Now that you know exactly where the money's coming from, things of that nature, um, what's going to happen next. But, you know, if, if, if you're inside that dressing room, if you're part of the staff, if you're part of the playing team, you're just doing a, it, it, it it, it helped in some ways it kind of helps you focus. Like let's just focus on the football. I don't want any of these distractions and we're going to stick together because the performances really haven't been terrific. They've not been poor, but they've not really, they've, they've not really come out and they, they've not, they're not coming out and dominating large swaths of the game no, and eating up territory and things of that nature, but they are getting what they need when they need it. And quite frankly, at this point of the season, that's it. it look, Manchester United played great for the first 44 minutes of that game yesterday. They looked yeah. terrific and had a couple of, you know, uh, Oblak, you know, there's a reason why he's the guy that replaced De Gea when De Gea left, you know, yeah. De Gea was no slouch. And they said, we got to find another good goalie. And Jan Oblak is that guy um, made a couple great saves. Um, well, you know, we'll get into United side of things later, sure, sure. Um, but I really feel like, you know, what Chelsea's been doing is, is just, what you've just got to go about the business of it. Um, a couple of guys are really, really stepping up right now. Uh, Kai Havertz uh, has, has, has been playing. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't know if you've got a question for me on this later. Um, so I don't, I don't know how far to go with this. I don't think he was catching quite as much stick as say a Timo Werner was, mm -hmm. um, or maybe even a Hakim Zayich who really has only recently begun getting on form. I think Havertz had shown glimpses for a while. I actually suggested that he would be the better choice as a false nine. If you're mm -hmm. not going to play Werner and don't have Lukaku available, I sure. think Havertz becomes your best choice. Yeah. Um, in in that respect, he he's, he just seems more composed. It was a, it was a great touch and finish the other day. He played pretty well today. Helped setting some things up. I think he started the move for Giorgino to play in Pulisic. Um, you know, some guys who are just playing, doing what needs to be done right now. Um, and some guys stepping up. Chalaba has done a good job. Came in and 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 helped out. He's yeah. you know he's, he's young and prone to some mistakes, but. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I like the positives of what I see are outweigh the negatives right now. Sure. So. I, you know, and I will say this, I like Chalaba a little bit better than I do Sar. Um, hmm. Every time Sar gets the ball, I, I get kind of nervous. And, and He's I a little wish, twitchy. I wish Io was on here. Cause I want to, I want to know, am I being <laughs> fair? You know, it's, but, but I, I, I agree with you. I think that Chelsea, we are doing need to do, um, hmm you know, in order to stay in the top four, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that at this point, seeing how Liverpool, even though they did not play mm -hmm. like totally awesome Liverpool football today, what they did to Arsenal at, mm -hmm. you know, at Arsenal, um, it's a two horse race. I think that, you know, if we can, if we can stay close, that would be cool. Uh, I, I just don't see, I don't see either one of those clubs dropping that many points for us to be able, you know, and we've got one in hand, but I, I just don't see those two clubs, especially coming into this last part of the mm -hmm. season, um, dropping too many points. And also, I think that as, as we discussed um, either yesterday or Monday, I can't remember, but, um, you know, yeah, technically, Chelsea, you know, in any other in any other year, I think that if, if if everybody was you know equally competitive, yeah, Chelsea would would very much still be in the hunt. Um, I think right now, uh, I think Chelsea has to focus on Arsenal and Man U to make sure that they are you know they're keeping it just out of the reach, you know, third place out of the reach of those guys. I think that if we find ourselves with three left, um, you know, within eight, seven points. Okay. Let's try and go get it. Um, but the issue is, is that I don't think we play, I don't think we play either team for, you know, so, so it's not, you know, it's it, our destiny isn't in our hands basically. Um, so, but that's what I'll say about the match today. I, like I said, we, it's, it's a typical Chelsea, um, February to March 2022 match. We just do what we have to do, and we get in there and we play it for the love of the game. And and I, you know, I love this team. I absolutely love this team. They are um, prone, and they they will be prone to getting waxed. Uh, you know, possibly a couple times this season. I don't know to who, but it could happen. There could be times where it gets to them. And I like the intro you had, you know, uh, on Facebook, man, where you said, you know, Hey, let's see what happens. See if they can keep this up. I think they can. Um, I think their schedule's favorable. 
down the stretch. Uh, but, but we'll have to just wait and see, man. But, but um, you know, last thing I'll say, three guys we have to definitely keep in, uh, you know, keep, keep our eye on. Number one, um, we need to make sure that Reese James um, is, is beginning to get back into form. I know that he's getting some minutes and he's coming uh, back uh, from injury. Man, we need him. Uh, we absolutely we desperately need him. And, and I'm just so happy that he's getting minutes again. Um, number two, uh, we've got to decide. And, and it's, it's, it's what you were saying. We've got to decide, is it going to be Havertz? Is it going to be Lukaku? And if it's Havertz, my opinion, it needs to be Havertz, Ziyech, and it needs to be Pulisic. Um, those need to be uh, our guys up front. Um, they're, they're, they're incredible on and off the ball, they work hard on and off the ball, and mm -hmm. all three of them can score. I'm not saying that Lukaku doesn't work. I doesn't. I'm not saying that Werner doesn't work. Right now, Werner and Lukaku aren't scoring goals. Right. Um, Your system doesn't favor him right now. It, it just doesn't, man. And so those are those are my three guys. Uh, well, four guys, I guess. Um, to to watch out mm -hmm. for. Uh, I, I think that if th those guys start clicking back, and especially James, mm -hmm. we can get him back into form. Um, I, I think we can do some nice things down the stretch. Absolutely. So, yeah, for guy. sure. Um, so that's our Chelsea portion. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. I don't know if we have any sound effects. Let's, but see, no. let's, see, if it, let's see if that'll. No, no, see, that's the problem with letting a man. Yeah. You know, you know. See, that's the problem. Letting a man you fan handle all the sound effects. I just, uh, you know, it's biased. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you look, we can start taking these down. <laughs> With that being if said. If you're not going to be sitting here in front of them, then. No, 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 no. Well, well let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me say this to to all of our, you know, um, dozens of fans. Um, <laughs> uh, well, tens I, of I, you. Tens of you. I will be back in the lab with Aaron um, next time that we uh, we broadcast. I, you know, just call it old. Man uh, life happens. Yeah, you know, just call it middle aged old man syndrome. I I totally forgot. I after tonight, I'm dismantling all of this and I'm putting it in my travel bag and I'm throwing it in the car. So that way, there you uh, go. Zoom over there, dude. Perfect. Um, also, I think now would be a good time to to kind of plug. Um, some something that we're thinking about doing yeah um, you know aaron i don't know if you want to kind of talk about that a little bit yeah we're going to try to add a little bit more content for everybody uh some some sh shorter feature ets if you will uh some some chats in game hopefully we can get a little engagement uh we've got some tools that we can take on the road maybe uh start broadcasting in game from bars do a watch parties things like that uh so be on the lookout for that it'll most likely be coming through facebook twitter uh, and then uh, we'll disseminate to all the platforms from there, the YouTubes, the Instagrams, uh, the Spotify's, Dude, why and whatever the kids come up with next. Disseminate. That, that sounds like, no, I'll just leave that alone. Sounds anyway, dirtier than it is. It, it does. It really does. So um, if you could hit the sound effect uh, for your guy, Mr. Yeah. They are. They remain the team for me. But, and we got that chant quite a lot um, uh -huh. yesterday. And yeah. Old Trafford was rocking for a really, really good portion of that match. Um, but 
you could hear and see and feel the frustration. Oh yeah. That, that exists within everybody right now. I, I, I know the fans are frustrated to think that the players are not frustrated and they don't care. I, I think that's unfair. Maybe, a, maybe one or two um, are, are infecting things, but I think you got people off form. You got people tr- struggling under pressure and things just aren't clicking. Um, an interim manager, excuse me, doesn't help. I think Rangnick is good. I think he's smart and he's trying to impart good ideas. Sure. It's very, very difficult to really unify as a group when you don't know what's coming next. Well, here's, here's where I want to go with this. And I want to get your opinion on, on two matches. Yeah. Let's, I, I want to get your opinion on yesterday or yeah, yesterday, but dude, how good was it? How good was it to see man? You just be man. You uh, on, on Saturday against Tottenham. I mean, it was for, for me, it, it was a, it was a literal joy watching mm-hmm. that match. Um, obviously, you know, Ronaldo getting the hat trick, beautiful, excellent, mm-hmm. wonderful, but guys were flying around and people were, mm-hmm. you know, Pogba was doing his thing and, and Fred was doing his thing and, and, and the feed from Fred, I think it was the second goal that Ronaldo had. I can't remember. It, it, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The flick I mean, around the corner. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. the first goal. Yeah. Okay. And it, it was, it was beautiful, but I noticed something um bruno wasn't there Uh, and i've got to ask this question as you know uh, an american football fan of the cleveland browns Mm -hmm. um you know they there was a lot of talk these past couple years about when uh, odell beckham jr wasn't in the Mm -hmm. game and browns were better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is is this kind of the same thing man i mean what 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 would you say not not taking anything away from bruno fernandez bruno fernandez is one of the best footballers on the planet but i mean is i'm almost scared to say it but is manchester united better no with bruno on the bench no and when what i'll say about this is this illustrates the complexity of issues that teams face because Mm -hmm. Very, very few teams play so well and have the players executing so well that they don't care what the other team's game plan is. They just impose their will on the game. And, you know, it. there's just not many teams that do it. They may do it for short stretches. Sure. But then they have to revert to something in order to endure what the other team is doing. It's an ebb and flow. And there are times when you you play certain systems or certain people because you know there's something the other team can do that you need to counteract Mm -hmm. bruno being out was was imposed on the team he tested positive for covid so they had to make decisions about how to move people around i think against tottenham knowing what they bring that they do have a very very strong counterattack, but don't don't build up play for long stretches um and have a defense that's a bit leaky at times i think it wasn't as big of an issue as as it might have been otherwise and there is something to be said that 
you know, if Bruno's not on the field and you push Pogba forward, mm-hmm. you're getting more out of him. Um, you look at this team and you've noticed over recent weeks, Fred is playing in a slightly more advanced role. Uh, he's, he's on the ball more. He's out of his own defensive end. He's, we're, they're letting McTominay or Matic really manage to hold that position. That's something I think we've been wanting to see for a while and didn't feel trustworthy. I think the feeling from Rangnick is that Maguire and Varane um, can handle it. There's an argument to be made not, but um, you know, there, there's a, just so much going on right now that I, I understand where that question comes from. But sure. I think a healthy fit focus, Bruno Fernandez is one of the most dangerous attacking midfielders on the planet. And everybody is struggling right now. There's, there's very few people that you can look at and you're saying we're getting close to the best out of this guy. I mean, somebody I do want to highlight is Jaden Sancho. He's played very, very well, um, yeah. consistently well. He's not been a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but by and large, he's doing what he's been asked to do. Sure. He's got tremendous footwork. I would I would like to see him be a bit more direct. Uh, I think especially after United gave up the goal in the second half, they spent a lot more time trying to get up the wings and play balls in rather than trying to get around them. Um, so, you know, Sancho really only ran at his guy a couple times, which to be fair, they began overloading um, because of how we were overlapping. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've... I've just got way too many thoughts on yesterday's game. The Spurs match, I, you know, I was ecstatic. And, yeah. you know, handball is fluky. And, you know, it's unfortunate that Harry Maguire is the guy who got the own goal. But yeah, right. that, it just, that's, uh, he, a lot of things got to go wrong before you're in that position. So, okay, yeah, Harry Maguire gets an own goal, but the ball got played in behind your defense. You got caught ball watching guys. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it, if he doesn't stick a foot out there, I believe Lucas Moore is right behind him and about to tap it in or, or, or somebody. So, I mean, he's got to go to ground to play it. He's a big, slow oaf. I get it. Um, and, and, and we, you know, he's definitely somebody we have to upgrade on. Um, but, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, yeah, he's, he's not on form, but not, not every time the goal gets scored is it Harry Maguire's fault. Um, no, it's not. And, 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 and I have a follow-up question to that too. Yeah. I, you know, once again, I am an outsider. I mm. am an outsider looking in. It 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 seems like Maguire, man, he takes a lot of shit. I mean, he he just does. And and I'm like, I I have not paid attention to man you very much and you know uh, you know obviously i i have since since you know we've been mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that but but is is the the amount of criticism is it warranted well i think as a general rule you know no amount you know when people go you social media and everything just gets so horrible mm. does he deserve criticism Yes, he deserves a lot of criticism. Um, I appreciate, you know, Gareth Southgate and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and now Ralph Rangnick sticking by him, not throwing him to the wolves. Um, but I think, I think if Jose Mourinho 
were the manager of the club, Harry Maguire would not be seeing the light of day. Um, he, he needs a break. It's obvious. It, it's obvious to everybody. And, you know, I, I guess Regnick is trying to let him play through it. Um, but it's detrimental to the club at times. It, it's really harmful. It's going to be harmful to his own psyche. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is he just doesn't appear to be the type of character Manchester United need to be their center back and their captain. Um, he, he's, he's just not a strong voice as far as I can tell. And you don't have to be Roy Keane running around threatening to knee, kneecap people. David Beckham was a hell of a captain for, you know, briefly for United and then for the English national team. It's not the kind of guy he was, but he led by example. And right now, Harry Maguire's example is really pretty poor. Mm, you know, okay. he does do a handful of things incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, defending doesn't appear to be one of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, unless you have anything else to say about me. Oh, well, I, I, I want to talk a little bit oh, about um, the, the match yesterday, because there's there's really a lot of different ways of looking at it. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I was trying I'm, to say you, dude. I, well, just... no, because there's something, you know, down the road in it I, I want to get to. First off, Atletico Madrid showed up with a game plan and they executed it perfectly. Mm. Um aesthetically disgusting as it is it it was effective and they found the one time manchester united fell asleep on a counterattack mm-hmm. and scored a goal um united played great i think in the first 45 minutes gave up a goal you know after i mean some people are saying it was a foul on Anthony Alanga and they immediately restart and go up the other end of the field. And we're kind of caught kind of, you know, moping to the ref kind of also a lot of people just, you know, naturally thought that's going to be a foul. I've seen it in real time. I've seen it in slow motion. If the referee would have blown his whistle, I don't think too many people would have thought much of it, but the fact that he didn't blow his whistle, I don't think too much of it. I don't think the referee had a very good game. I don't think he was a strong enough character as a referee to manage that match. Um, Hmm. Okay. And what what's about to follow? I, I'm not blaming the referee for Manchester United losing. And he didn't make any single super bad call. But Atletico Madrid have not just a game plan, but a, an ethos. And they're basically a big club that plays like a small club. Okay. And, and they're very good at doing it. They're very good at playing defense. They're very good at hustling. But Diego Simeone as a player was a master of the dark arts. And as a manager, he's, I mean, only Pep rivals him, as far as I can tell, when it comes to oh, really man. coaching things into players, into, into the system. And Pep does it sort of one-off, and I find it annoying. But it's just what Atletico Madrid is. Did it work? Did it win? Yes. Do, do I sound bitter? Yeah. It's, but it's, it's anti-football. And at some point in time, you can say, okay, that was a good tactical foul. Okay, yeah, you're going to stand over the ball. Okay, yeah, this guy's going to hold on to this injury a little bit longer. But as, an, as a referee, you can't allow that to dictate yeah. the match. And that's, that's what happened. I'm disappointed that there weren't enough Manchester United players who have the experience and maturity to have dealt with it. Bruno really, really lost his shit. Um, Ronaldo should know better. I mean, Ronaldo has been a giant, been, been the Atletico killer 
time and time again, he didn't have a shot on goal. Um, it, I, I'm as disgusted by Man United's second half performance and failure to score a goal at home as I am in anything. Mm. Um, but it was, it's really, really hard to watch a game like that and yeah. say, you know what, you deserved your victory over us. They, they did what they came to do, uh, but the manner in which it was done uh, is really ugly. And I would like to see more done to stop it. You know, I, I look after Rodri intentionally fouls people three or four times in a row to break up a counterattack against Manchester city and you fail to pull a card, you're not doing your job as a referee. Yeah. And there were 10 Rodri's on the field for Atletico Madrid yesterday. It was just, that was just constant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also exposed United's inability to adapt and be professional and do what's needed to win a match. You know, when a team drops into a low block like that, you got to have some long range shooting to keep them honest. And the only guy who stepped up was Diogo Delote and good on him. But there's a reason why Diogo Delote is not in the top scorers in, in the league. Okay. Sure, sure. Um, you know, Pogba needed to be hitting some 20 yarders, Bruno, McTominay, you've got to make them think you're going to shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you let them sit back. And then when you need Sancho to go run around people, he can't because he's getting double teamed because everybody's behind the ball in the 18. There's yeah. so much that to me seems not fundamental. You have to have played this game at a, at a high enough level and watched it and seen how this unfolds, but their failure to adapt. I mean, yeah, they threw on every attacking player they had and Juan Mata, you know, you could see the dust blowing off of him as he, as he walked on in the field. I'm not sure the last time you saw the field uh, and then they didn't get him the ball to try to be a playmaker. I mean, what, what was the purpose of that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in my club right now. Um, I'm happy for the Spurs win. And I think they can still get top four. I think Arsenal's going to, you know, Arsenal does have games in hand. They're against you and Spurs, I think. So I'm going to take my chances there. Yeah. And I think United can find some form in the league, um, but it's not going to be pretty. No, I think we need to start figuring out how to play like Chelsea a little bit more. If the performances in there still figure out how to get, a goal, but I just don't, the main difference, I don't see the team unity. You, mm. you got, you, you guys would bleed for each other. I'm not sure that you could say that about everybody in that locker room right now at United. And that's a problem, man. So, so I guess my, the natural question I have where you're ranking it. Okay. Where, mm. where do you go from here? Like, what do you, what do you, not what you do, what do you say to your squad? Well, Rangnick seems to be a pretty pragmatic guy. I don't think he's going to fly off the handle at anybody. And I think he's trying to show, um, you know, how he tries to unify a locker room. I'm going to stick by Harry Maguire. I'm going to stick by these players. I'm, you know, I'm, we're, we're going to try to get through this. And he says and does the right things a lot of the time. Um, you know, he's still got interim manager title and that O is, can be a problem. Um, especially when you've got some pretty, I hate to say personalities, but egos also seems unfair, but I think that's what it is. You know, you've got a Cristiano Ronaldo, a Bruno Fernandez, a Paul Pogba, um, you know, in, in those locker rooms. And it, it sounds like there's strife. It sounds like there's problems. Um, you know, there's a lot of complaints about somebody leaking information from, from inside the locker room. Um, 
speculation is is that it's Jesse um, because he's pretty pissed. Mm. Um, I I'm sad to hear that because I like Jesse, but I also I mean this happens. This happens at clubs. Um, I mean, what happens in the short term or what happens in the long term? What happens in the short term is you just keep showing up to practice, and you know, as the manager, you you play the guys who are putting forth the effort day in and day out. And if you, if they aren't, you've got to be big enough to drop people. You've got to be big enough to say, look, you, you just don't look like you're contributing right now. And I think he does that in the long term. Um, he should, he should move upstairs to be the sporting director or, or whatever it's, it's going to be. Um, you know, that's, that's what he's been doing and it's what he's apparently very good at. Um, and then, you know, bring in an Eric Ten Hag from Ajax who has done a very good job of, both managing youth coming through because IX has a fantastic youth program, but there are big names there. You know, there, there are guys who are stars at that club, maybe not a Cristiano Ronaldo, but there's still people, you know, that it's IX that they're a big deal. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, the name that's now being bandied about the most won't make you happy, but if Chelsea gets sold and the club gets broken up the way yeah. they're speculating oh, right now, United would be stupid to not go for I, Thomas Tuchel. You know what? I, because, I was, yeah. I mean, he, he would be available. He's going to want to stay at a top level club. He's going to want to be at a club that he thinks can probably, you know, make a run for a trophy within a couple of years, both premier league and champions league right. and Rangnick is his mentor. So mm-hmm. Rangnick as his sporting director, I mean, it could be a match made in heaven. It would be, yeah. it, you know, Look, when things fall apart someplace, you pick them up elsewhere. I would hate, honestly, just in general, I would hate that for the Premier League. I don't want to see it happen. For you, I don't want to see it happen. You know, Chelsea needs to be left in good hands. But right now, who knows what it is. But if Thomas Tuchel were to be available, you know, come June 1st, sure, it would be absolutely stupid to not pursue it. And I think it would be a, a good match. And yeah. there, there are players at Manchester United that – could win trophies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're not half a squad away from it, but damn it. Somebody's got to put these guys together the right way. You know, I, I the one thing, two things, I, I totally agree with you. I would wish Tuchel nothing but the best, yeah. uh, you know, and, and yes. Um, uh, yes. Man, you would be crazy not to pick him up. I, I just, I just feel like the Premier League needs needs a a good Chelsea team. Oh they yeah. Need, I, I think that if 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 they don't figure this out, it's it's going to hurt the league. It's mm-hmm. gonna. I think it's gonna. I honestly, man, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I I mean, I can just go straight Bundesliga and just mm-hmm. you know do that. But you know, I. I along with millions and millions and millions of other fans would be like, uh, what do we do? Um, so I hope that it does not come to that. Um, but we shall see, um, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, Steph, you are right. Uh, congrats to the all female crew, uh, for the, uh, champions league matches. That was very, very cool. Um, really, 
Really Dude, half, whatever is going to be my halftime shot. <laughs> right, right on. All right, we'll, we'll get that. Uh, uh, also living in now the blues, we blasted up. Wish the fans could work out a deal with the UK government by team shares and appointment manager. I, I wish there was a way to go about it too. Uh, it, it looks like um, the front runners are American owners. Um, mm. The Chicago Cubs owners have thrown their hat in. Uh, oh. The guy who owns, I think, the New Jersey Jets. New York Jets, my bad. New York Jets? Oh, of man. Of course, they are, aren't they in New Jersey? Uh, yeah, you know. Um, um, so I, I don't, you know, and, and and I just don't know enough about how all this is, is, is working. I mean, yeah. your, your, your shirt sponsor said they wanted everything removed, but because of the way the sanctions are set up, no, uh, three. Oh, no. Where'd Evan go? Hopefully, Evan will come back. Oh, no. Well, we can hear you. Well, well, we could. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. No, the the three, <laughs> the the uh, is that a telecommunications co- company? I think. Um, oh, okay, okay. They've asked to have all of their logos removed from everything, and some of them have been removed from uh, digital media, but because of the way the sanctions are written, mm-hmm. um, I I guess you can't print new shirts that wouldn't have that on there because that would be new work being done. I mean, I, I truly don't understand what's happening. It it seems like such a weird gotcha from the UK government. Um, I, they need to be more transparent and say, you know, look, he's on the phone with Putin daily or, you know, um, you know, he lets him fly on his private jet to his private Island and molest children. I I don't know. Right. Exactly. Uh, but you can't just be like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to need you to sell the club and really not, you know, take a lot of profit on it and kind of go away to we're sanctioning you. You can't do shit. Um, we've seized your credit cards, you know, unless you think he was using that money to directly, you know, do bad shit in right. which case I'm sorry. If, if you're going to do this, they better start doing it to everybody. They better start looking at PSG. They better start looking at City. They better start looking at Newcastle. They better start looking at all these clubs around the world. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope because I'm sure at some point in time, the Glazers fuck somebody over for real estate in order to build, you know, a car dealership or a mall yep. before they had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely. But if if you can draw a fairly straight line to – you know, soccer revenue getting used to finance terrorism or war, that shit's got to go. You, you mean go. You, you have to draw a line somewhere. And- I don't, I don't think you'll find a Chelsea fan out there who, who, who isn't appreciative right. of what the club has done the past 20 years, but who also understands, you know what, if all this stuff did go down, yeah, yeah. it's, we, it's got to go. It's got to mm-hmm. go. Um, yeah. Agreed. So anyway, anyway, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are at our well, almost three quarters time shot tonight. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. It's all good. And uh, as I mentioned before, I was going to give my halftime shout uh, shot shout out um, to CBS Sports and the four wonderful ladies uh, who mm. just kicked ass commentating the uh, um, Champions League matches uh, today. And uh, yeah. That was that was a great thing to see. Uh, I think you've said it before, man. I hope that this becomes you know regular routine where we don't have yeah. to mention it at all. Um, but man, this was uh, it was good to see. 
Well, I mean, good timing. You know, Candace Parker's sitting on the panel doing intros for the NCAA basketball, and she's one of the best analysts analysts I've ever seen because she's an elite fucking basketball player who understands the game at an elite level. It does not matter what clothes she has on or what her name is. And I, 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 I'm, it's becoming the norm, um, in, uh, in football, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been women sideline reporters for a while. And, and, you know, ever since Joe Manet Namath got in trouble, they don't try to kiss him anymore. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just commonplace now. And I like it because, you know, also, you know, I, I made a comment about Candace Parker and, and her experience and everything, but that's no prerequisite. Half the dudes sitting in the studio didn't play more than high school baseball or some shit. So, you know, they've dedicated their life to it and they understand it at a high level. And I think there's no, there's, it's absurd to be like, Oh, why are women here? You know, I'm sorry, because they enjoy the sport and got into it just the way we did. And, and, and the, the women involved here, uh, some of them have, have great experience in the game. Yeah. One is the rules expert in the studio, although I think she's trash. Um, I, I appreciate I appreciate that she's there. I don't have to love their I opinion. I don't, look, I I, I can hey. be happy that they're there and still be like, I think that's a trash opinion. You know, um, I get it. I get it. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But yeah, no, I I I'm I'm right there with you. Um, and uh, I I assume that's that's your that was that was your halftime yeah. shout out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I will say this, man. Listening to them uh, commentate the the match today, it was so it was it was so funny in an awesome way because like, you know how, at least for me, whenever I hear male commentators, they're like, Oh man, I, I don't know. They'll have to go to VAR. Like literally when Jorginho did the, the handball, like mm-hmm. the female commentators, like that's a handball. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I, I know yeah. that you yeah. see that. Or, you know, they're like, Hey, it's a handball. Oh, they're going to get a, you know, they're going to get a penalty kick. And she yeah. was absolutely, she nailed it. They nailed yeah. it. It's so good. So good. So yeah, that's my halftime shop. What do you Excellent. got? Um, you know, I want to say that I, first off, if you know accusations are true and you break the break bad laws in foreign countries, you really shouldn't expect to get special treatment. But I'm pretty sure if Shaquille O'Neal uh, would have been playing uh, off-season basketball in Russia and got caught with some uh, uh, vape pen uh, oils. Uh, I don't think he'd still be there. I don't think he'd have been forced to hold up a sign that um, mocked his sexuality or his, right. his, uh, his color. Um, you know, so uh, I say free Brittany uh, yes. and, 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 and Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Brittany <laughs> free Brittany too, I suppose. Yeah. You know, all the Brittany's, all the uh, yeah. free, all Brittany's and that can be a euphemism. So um, ladies, we love you. Um, it's, it's women's month. You deserve more than just a month, but. I'm not in charge of that. So, slaunch it to you all. Slanty. Woo. Brr. Speaking oh. of slanty, Ooh. tomorrow is um, the patron saint of this show's um, special day. Uh, I, I'm just declaring it. I'm just declaring that St. Patrick is our patron saint of football and Oh, oh, I thought opening day of March Madness was the holiday. Oh, come on. <laughs> also, Patty's and opening day of March Madness is maybe <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Right, right. And for those of you who want to, I will be at our 
favorite watering hole on the north side of our lovely city, uh, wearing a kilt and uh, making merry with much Jameson and uh, probably other spirits. Well, there you go. And beers. So (laughs) join, join, join me if you'd like. I'm coaxing everybody out. Yeah, 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 and and I'm not sure where I will be, but I I, I imagine my you and I will be lifting up at least a shot together tomorrow, um, if not. Um, Gonna need clarification on your question, Steph. I'm not <laughs> sure if I know what that means. Uh-oh. I mean, I think I might know. I mean, not anti. We're both packing, but still, maybe I'm not understanding your comment. Oh, give me give me more to work with. Um. Evan. Is this show? Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. Okay, yes, sir. Usa, 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 Usa. Between now and the next time we see your lovely faces. Oh, St. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I stay. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, look. Not that kind of thing. I, I was just curious if it was a comment on the team you're playing for. I'm just, <laughs> just saying, just saying. Between now and the next time we see your lovely faces, the U.S. will have played two of their final three World Cup qualifying matches. Evan, they've got to go to the Azteca in Mexico City, and they've got to do it without Weston McKinney. Mm. We have not seen who's going to be called into camp. The good news is uh, Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, uh, Chandler Brooks, uh, Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson playing really well right now. Sure. Um, uh, Pfock, Jordan Pfock playing really, really well for young boys. Guy, um, guy worse like it will almost. It's amazing. It's good. It's good. I'm not expecting to go to Azteca and win that match. But Hmm. a draw there would be incredible. It's it's just an incredibly difficult place to play. Um, Both the atmosphere, um, figuratively, that's created by the fans and the atmosphere of reality that you're playing at altitude in a smog-filled city. It's difficult to play in. it's you know it it is it's it's the U.S. Mexico rivalry. I mean this this is one of the the great you know in the, in the international games. Then Panama at home and currently Panama sit in fourth place. It's Canada, U.S. and Mexico. Uh, I believe it's goal differential that only separates everybody, uh, but Mexico and, and and United States. And then Panama is a few points behind, uh, culminating then in maybe we do a, a, you know, a live show for that Costa Rica match. And I would love that match to not matter at all, because I tell you, I believe if they get a point off of Mexico and all three points against Panama, Panama can't catch you at that point. Right. So Costa Rica, you know, I still want to see a performance, but how are you feeling as we enter these final three games and still need some results to make sure we end up on the flight to Qatar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I I'm, I'm going to be bold here and, and I, I do feel 
like we will get at least one point at Mexico. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do. I think. I think we can. That it, I, I think it's very possible. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I, I don't want to jinx us. I think it's very possible to win out. Um, here's, here's why. I think that Burhalter, depending on the roster he puts together, mm-hmm. um, I think that our, our players remember 2018. I think mm-hmm. that's something that they carry with them. Yes. Um, you know, even, even the young guys, uh, you know, you have to listen in practice and in training, uh, you know, to probably, you know, to, to the veteran guys, you know, Polisic and those guys say, Hey, look, you know what? Yeah. We, this is how we practice in 2018 and it didn't get the job done. We need to pick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I can see those guys getting, you know, getting in the heads of the, uh, of the rest of the team in a good yeah. way. Yes. I, I think though, the one thing that will probably have us result in a, in a draw with, with Mexico is the fact that, it, you know, you said it at the very beginning, uh, you do not and cannot replace a Weston McKinney. You, mm. you can't, um, you, you just can't. And the way he's been, the way he was playing, um, yeah, up until the there His was form a, for Juventus was so oh good. My oh my goodness, God. he was scoring or assisting in almost every game, every every match. I mean, in in once again, the more football I watch, the the more I appreciate players who play with. It, it looks like they have fun playing. Mm. Weston he, McKinney looks like he has fun playing the game man the dude does a harry potter <laughs> enchantment when he scores a goal. i mean what a what a joyful what a what a joy i play with joy what yes. what a phenomenal i, I know some people be like oh it's kind of childish well you're playing a game and he scored a goal which means he gets to enjoy himself and exactly. i i love it i i love him uh he's he he seems to have learned from you know the little issue that went on with the with the national team uh, a few cycles back sure. and and that's sure. what happens young guys make mistakes it's how, it's how you excuse me it's how you recover that's right that's you learn right. from it and i think he has and he's turned himself into look if you're starting scoring and assisting regularly for juventus I'd, I'd say you are on the verge of being a world-class player. Yes. Yes. And I think that, you know, as uh man, as, as we, as we miss him, as we're going to miss him for these, you know, final three matches of qualifying. Uh, I, I think that he, j- just the fact that, 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 you know, he's not there. I think that will provide a spark. Yeah, that will um, allow the guys to kind of rally around each other. Mm-hmm. I.e., um, Man U against Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I think that because Bruno wasn't there, I think the guys had to mm-hmm. find themselves to play together. And I think that next that's, man up. Yes, exactly. And that's something that the U.S. men's team mm-hmm. they 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 have to rally around. Yeah. And, I, and I think Burholter, I think he can do it. I think I, he can get there, and I think he can do it. It just depends on his roster. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I I think a lot of us had some question marks over a couple guys he left off last time. Uh, ultimately, it didn't really harm performances. Um, you know, Weston's imposed. 
everything else, as far as I know, most of our regular guys are getting good minutes and playing at a fairly high level right now. It's all you can ask for. Um, you know, with, with Weston out, I think you're probably definitely, you know, going to be asking a bit more of Eunice Musa getting forward. I think mm. that probably puts Brandon Aaron, Brendan Aronson and Pulisic on the field at the same time. It'll be an sure. interesting uh, sure. to see who we actually stick up top. Um, I'd like to Josh, Josh Sargent. I think, well, I, he, he's he played well. I think, I, I mean, what we, what we don't have is a guy that's truly fully established himself as, as the number nine. Um, I think, I think PFOC has done a great job and he's obviously playing well for his club. Pepe, Pepe um, has, okay. has burst on the scene, but he's still young. You know, sure. no, no one has, has grabbed that position and said, it's mine. And therefore I think, I think Sergeant's better coming off the right in a four, three, three. And with Weston out, I'm not sure what kind of system Berhalter is going to go with I, that, that how they choose to, to just line up yeah. is going to dictate an awful lot of where the pieces go, I think. And you, you either make a decision early to go into the Azteca and punch him in the mouth right away, mm -hmm. or you say, we're going to frustrate you. We're going to let you have the ball, but you're not getting into any dangerous positions. And right now, Mexico, they have good players, but I don't think they're a good team yet. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think they're, they're in a similar position as we are, as far as like trying to get it right. I think they're a little further behind because they let some guys uh, take too long to age out and they didn't bring in enough younger guys to replace them. I mean, they stuck with Chicharito and uh, Dos Santos and uh, uh, Vela um, a little past their expiration dates when some young guys have been you know, really champing at the bit to get in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'd, I'd really like to think that beating Panama is a straightforward affair. Just go out, be professionals. You know you have more talent. Don't be stupid. Don't give up an early goal. Right. So you right. so you allow them to soak up pressure. Um, and then again, the Costa Rica match is moot. And Costa Rica has just not been very, very, very good at all during this cycle. They're they're in a rebuilding process themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we did lose in Azteca. Um, I just don't want it for the psyche. I, I'd yes. to, to come out of there with a one-one or a two-two. Or, you know, if they play a backs to the wall job and it's zero, zero, you've hey. done your work. Yes. You, win a, you win away in CONCACAF and got a point that you needed. It's in your hands. You, you beat Panama. I don't think you got to worry about Costa Rica at all. Yeah. You draw yeah. with Panama. You can still go to Costa Rica and beat them. I, I don't want to get to that point. I don't want to think about that. I'm with you. Let's, let's get a result in Azteca, regardless of yeah. what that is. Let's get a point or three points. Let's beat Panama. And let's just say, hey, well done, Canada, and and we're following you to Qatar. We'll, exactly. hey, we'll 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 charter some jets at the same time and leave from Detroit. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, man, I'm excited for these matches, dude. Yeah. I'm so excited for these matches. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, I'm even more excited for the final part of our program, and that is the Hey Aaron segment. And tonight, I have a treat for you, Aaron. I have, a, I have a, a wonderful treat for you, my friend. Um, you you don't have to do a whole lot for this Hey Aaron segment, except just love see treats if, like that. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Except just see if you remember 
what what is happening in these segments. Um, Ooh, because, an interactive segment. Yes, interactive type thing, because I'm going to share my screen here. But um, I'm going to show the top 15 craziest football commentations ever. Okay. Um, so uh, I am going to, let's see. Ooh, am I guessing them? No, or... no, no, no. You're watching them and you're, you're oh, like, okay. if you've seen it, um, you know, talk about the match. If oh, you haven't, okay. Talk about right on. Okay. I didn't. You know, sometimes like, it's a quiz and then sometimes it's a Naren free for all. So. You know, I, I get, I'm a professor, man. I have to do that all day. I don't want to do that all, you know, in the evening, in the evening time. Sometimes I just don't. All right. I get it. I'm just saying. Um, optimize for video clip. Here we go. And so, my friend. Ooh, Mexico, USA. Yes. So here we go. El Chicharito, Chicharito, Chicharito. Ahí, ahí la tiene Torrado. Torrado la juega por abajo. El arquero sale, la tiene. Yeah. The precision on this chip is ridiculous. Tim Howard's pissed. Tim Howard's so pissed. Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, the U.S. were up, I think, 2-0. This is a Gold Cup final from, like, 2013. Uh, oh, really? And I, I, I want to say the U.S. was really playing well early on in this match and then I think lost 4-2, to and it's bad. You never want to lose in Mexico, but you certainly don't want to go down like that. By the way, I dig your lo-fi hip-hop radio. I'm into that, too. <laughs> I love that shit. I love it, man. I Great. absolutely love it. Uh, I don't get to see a lot of uh, uh, Argentinian league. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice Rabona. The Rabona. There's Diego. Yeah. Pretty goal. I, I've, I have never been able to master that. By the way, Carlos Tevez, right there. I've never been able to master the art of that. I, I, I really struggle with it. And I know dudes who can, like, Root on the run. Oh, this is pretty. This is Laton doing Zlatan. Long ball through and Joe. Oh my god, an insane goal! I've just seen the most insane goal I have ever seen on a That's football crazy. pitch. Incredible, incredible Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. World, world class. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh, Oh, yes. I was watching that one live. Really? Brilliant. Whatever, wow. whatever happened to Mario Goza? Supposed to be the oh, next big thing. And then Angela, Angela. Took, a, took a picture of him with a boner and his tidy whities on his boat. And it kind of ruined his career forever. It did. He looked like a high school senior on the swim team. It looked real bad. You think I'm joking. Oh, this here is we go. Oh my God. Ole, ole, ole. Yeah, the defense is pretty poor. It, can you imagine this now? Like the third guy would just be like, I'm hacking you the fuck down. Yeah, right. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Splitting you in half. It's like, okay, here you go. Br Honestly, though, still one of the most brilliant goals we've all ever seen. It's amazing. Oh, man. This pass. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was watching that one live too. I was watching most of these live. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the semifinal of the 2006 World Cup. Wow. 
I love the commentators, dude. They're 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 like the best. They just go crazy. Well, I mean, you know, these are the national team commentators. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, this is effing crazy. Second leg to go ahead. Here we go. It's a fantastic save. Oh, it's a brilliant save from Almunia. A double save. The initial yeah, penalty nice. from Lockhart was saved. He got the rebound and it looked as if the rebound oh. had gone in, but he saved that as well. Oh. And now Watford are on the counter attack. They're bursting forward. They've got a chance. They've crossed it into the no. box. Oh, I don't believe this. There's a chance for a Watford. Oh, they've scored. Oh, I don't okay, press pause real quick. Obviously, I have not watched these, man. I I literally was like, okay, we're going to watch these together. Here's um, the beautiful thing about that right there was that was a playoff game to get promoted from the championship to the Premier League. And I can't remember what the aggregate score was, but if Leicester City would have scored, they would have they would have ended any ability – for, they were they were going through already, I think, on aggregate. Yeah. But if they'd have scored, they'd have absolutely put the game away, right? Okay. They don't score, and then Watford goes down to the other end and scores, and they were the team that got promoted. Wow. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And here's what's crazy is so you've got Aaron Canockart who took the penalty kick, and if you see the replay, he took a dive for the penalty. So this was a ball-don't-lie kind of moment. But Almunia had previously played for Arsenal and was now Watford's goalkeeper makes the crazy double save right. and then starts the move down the right-hand side. And then Troy Deeney, who needs to probably talk less on uh, public media and uh, just shut up and score goals, scored that brilliant goal. Uh, he, I mean, he's, he's a total Watford ledge for that. But I mean, the context of this is just super crazy. Cause you're like, it like in a vacuum you're like yeah of course the, the dude's just going absolutely nuts and then you're like wait a second this was for all the marbles this was going to send wow. you to the premier league that's amazing it's the uh Italian version of the Mexican guy who does the goal. That's Christian Vieri right there. Oh, a more South American. Definitely don't know this one. Oh, Jesus. What a run. Wow. No, you didn't. <laughs> Andres Cantor is the gentleman I'm trying to think of. Oh. There it is. <laughs> I think that if the American public had commentators for the ball like this, well, they tried to make Gus Johnson a com you know commentate on everything, and we just can't do that. Can't do that. Oh my God! Ooh. Carlos Tevez again. He's kind of good. Oh, magic. 
I've never heard a Scotsman like go through puberty before, like live. That was yeah. Do you recognize that French goalkeeper? I uh, I didn't know. Yeah, me either. So I'm not surprised you guys scored him. Um, that was a really really good goal right there. I'm guessing that. Oh is, wait uh, wait. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep, Francesco Tatti. Wow. I mean, come on. It's overkill. There's got to be overkill in this. Well, you got to understand that Roma, even though they're from Rome, are kind of in the shadow of, of Juve as, as in club history. Oh, this is brilliant. Also okay. watch this live. Oh. And then he spent the next five years trying to justify it. It's a brilliant goal. And he's a really good player, but I mean that's tremendous. The the technique on oh, that. Just that and then boom. To, to take the trap on the turn. I mean that's that's not easy to do very easy to just get that wrong and have it run away from you or have it die on your shoulder man that's pretty yeah. yeah that's real pretty uh i just realized you you really fucking me here because i know exactly what number one is i know what number two is going to be too oh no i don't i assumed it was me gary neville <laughs> Tell you, Iceland's run at that World Cup was awesome. It was really, really cool. Oh! Dennis Bergkamp! Dennis Bergkamp! You will not be surprised to learn that I watched that goal live. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm actually surprised that the uh, oh my god the the Man City one didn't make it because that the, it was a classic call. I can't remember. It's Clyde Tilsley. Um, the call for the '99 Champions League for United was oh. was amazing. Um, all great. Yeah, man. I'm real happy to watch those. Dude, I got to tell you. Um, hell, this is our show. I mean, screw it. I'm gonna show it because. It was uh, as, as painful as I know that it is for you, my friend. It is, it, it's the reason why we watch football. Yeah. Oh, it's iconic. It's absolutely iconic. And to be fair, United had done that to so many teams in their history. So, yeah. so for City to pull it off, you're not sharing, by the way. Oh yeah, I know. I was I was getting it. I was I was I was getting it. I was getting it. Okay, sorry. Now go ahead. Go ahead. This is where we need an intern. Also, Joey Barton, I hate you. I hated you already, and then I hate you even more. Just he's disgusting. Are, are, I know that man, you fans hate you. I just <laughs> I feel like we. we hate. Hmm. It's always nice to see that. 
And see, here you go. This is horrible. I can't imagine sitting around. Oh. There he is. Laza, one of England's greatest. Why do you love the game? This is why you love the game. Absolutely phenomenal. And there are two minutes to play. Manchester United's game is over. So is Dalton's game at Stoke. QPR are safe. They don't know it yet. Balotelli. Where were you at when when Aguero hit that shot? Do you remember? I do. Where were I, was you at? I was at our watering hole, and I had been watching the games, and they had them on. They they had all the different games on because this was the final day of the season, and they all kick off at the same time. Oh, yep. man. You know, it 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 absolutely sucked. I, I, I won't lie, but like I said, United had done this to people so many times, just broken people's hearts in Fergie time so many times. This won the league, and it, and it was, you know, what we didn't know at the time was what this was going to set off. This was City's first title, um, a demonstration of the beginning of the changing of the guard. United came back and won the title next season um, because they bought Robin Van, Ver- Van Persie, basically. Um, and nobody knew at the time you know, how big this was going to be. And, and it's been massive. So in, you know, in retrospect, you know, I'm like, ah, it, it, it hurts more in retrospect than it did in the moment. If that sounds even strange. Cause I was like, "Ah, okay. I mean, they were up there. We knew it was a possibility, you know, and nobody was expecting, I think this is this crystal palace that they're playing. I'm not sure who they're actually playing, but I mean, man city should have won this game anyway. So yeah. we, we shouldn't have even been talking about this last second kind of thing that happened. And, and, and it's awesome. It, it's awesome for sport in general. You always want to have these sort of dramatic finishes. Sure. But if you'd have told me that 10 years later, United would not even be in the running and this was going to be, and, and that this wasn't even going to be the city team that was great, that this isn't, right. you know, this is nowhere near the best city team. Right. Um, I, I would have been like, nah, nah, I'm not sure I can believe you on that one. Um, but here we are. Man, I tell you, it is uh, just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so to end tonight, man, it's kind of the conversation or question that I threw out there to you just in kind of in jest today, but just kind of want to get your thought on it with the way Liverpool and City are playing this year. Could we possibly have 10 yes. years we have a day like this? I would love it. Um, even when my Manchester United team uh, was was running away with the league and had it won by like April. Yeah, I'm happy to win the trophy and all that, but it doesn't make for an interesting league. So if it can go down to the wire, would love it. Right, you know, right now, uh, you know, mark your calendars for that game in April you know, when, when city and Liverpool play each other, cause that's, that's huge. You know, there's a one point difference right now. Um, anything could happen, you know, uh, it, and while they are 
the two obviously best teams in the league, they are not not They're prone not to, to, yeah. to making some mistakes to to let I mean there was a, a point 10th, there was April 10th, April 10th there was a, a point today where uh Gabriel Martinelli waltzed through the Liverpool defense Meg the guy got the ball back on the end line I mean it was a beautiful play mm-hmm. um all these teams can be got at we see how City fall asleep for a good 10 minutes at a time sometimes uh especially right after they've scored a goal they're just kind of like hmm doty do um, they get complacent. It's difficult. People just do not understand how difficult it is to focus for 90 some minutes day in, day out and do this job. And I've never, I've never seen De Bruyne so frustrated yeah. in that Crystal Palace match. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen him yep. like literally and they had to cut the camera from him because he turned around and I can't remember who he was talking to. Um, maybe stones, but he turned around. He was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. He laid like, into he him. Like, yeah. Oh, he, he just, and, and everybody needs to, needs to watch that match because yeah. palace for, for, for every that they are not, they were that day. And well, they crystal palace them. have been some Manchester city kryptonite for a couple seasons. Now um, they played well against them. I don't know if it's a system versus system kind of thing or, or, or what you would attribute it to. Um, but, but it's not a fluke. Um, and. Oh, they blanked them both games. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think, I think every team is prone to it. It's just, we we've, we've got this expectation of how well city and Liverpool have been playing for the last couple of seasons that we view them as sort of flawless. And they're about as close as you can get to being flawless, but everybody has an off day. Look, mm-hmm. it, pe- people scored 20 on Jordan. People beat the bulls. Um, yep. You know, people, people have beaten Tampa Bay bad with Tom Brady at quarterback. People beat down Peyton Manning. It happens. Everybody's been on the wrong side of one. Yep. It's how often it happens, um, and and how do you bounce back from it? So, yep. I, I I hope I hope it comes down to the wire. I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, it'd be even better if they all started dropping points and and made yep. it a real top four race. I think we already got that. I think uh, you guys are probably safe as far as top four is concerned. But I mean, we got some work to do. We got some Ars- work to do. Arsenal, United, um, Spurs. West Ham, uh, all going to have something to say about it. And we, I'm pretty sure everybody's got to play each other one more time. So we'll see yeah. how it unfolds, man. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for, uh, watching the, the show, listening to us, however you do that. Um, please be on the lookout for, uh, some new kind of stuff that we're going to throw out there on the, uh, content content. And, um, we, uh, we appreciate you. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the, uh, second best part of the show this is the time where aaron gets to send us off with aaron's final thoughts ladies and gentlemen thank you appreciate you love you my friend um what you got for us this week uh want to share some info real quick uh indy 11 kicked off their season over the weekend against Loudown. i believe they're in pennsylvania uh lost one nothing on the road despite a late penalty save and a man being sent off uh they are in tampa bay this weekend the 19th so three days from now uh, and then uh, on the road again at Louisville City, uh, the uh, I believe it's the Louisville Indianapolis uh, Proximity Association Football something or other. I can't remember what they call it, but it's a good rivalry if you can get down to Lou. 
do it. Um, it's nice. It's fun to hang out there. And then they'll be at home uh, the weekend after that. But we'll talk to you between now and then. Um, we've had some really, really good football getting played lately. And you guys have a match coming up against Burrow at the weekend in the FA Cup. Uh, they, they could be trouble. Um, but I just want to touch base on just how enjoyable this season has been. Um, and you know, there's some of the political issues that have been going on and it's just been great. Oh, I think we lost Evan. We'll see if we come, if he comes back. Um, but it, it's been a nice respite. Um, and I, uh, I don't ignore what's going on around the world. Um, it, it's, it's in our face and we can't do anything about it. Um, but uh, football, especially in sport in general, has really, really stepped up uh, to be counted. I think the world is, is seeing what's going on. Um, and, you know, if you can inspire, if you can, uh, you know, bring people together, you know, it, just, just teams that have had great rivalries for long periods of time and have, you know, collectively come together to show support. Uh, for what's going on around the world. So just really happy to be a part of that and really happy to see the quality of stuff going on. Uh, hopefully during the international break, we see even more of it. Um, that would be tremendous if during all the upcoming World Cup qualifiers, we routinely saw, you know, the Ukrainian colors on the captain's armbands and, you know, stopping war and things like that, because, um, you know, short of short of picking up a weapon and going over there and, 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 and getting involved in the fight. Um, personally that you know a lot of us feel helpless but what we can do is uh you know stand up for what we think is right and support the people who are doing it and uh i, I just got to give props um to most of these football clubs uh and individual players for what they're doing um it was really emotional to see some of these guys that you know from ukraine uh from russia um really standing up um saw a couple guys you know one guy scored a goal over the weekend i can't remember exactly who the player was and, uh, you know, everybody came over to him, like you scored the goal, like you would, but you could see it just meant something slightly different. So in times of turmoil, uh, you know, you, you know, look, look, look for the, uh, look for the helpers as Mr. Rogers said. And, uh, I, I right now, soccer footy sport, it's helping. So, uh, keep your heads up on that, on that. And, uh, good luck to you this weekend against Burrow. Not going to be easy. They've, uh, they've taken down a couple in, in, in uh, the last couple rounds. So, uh, it's not going to be easy and uh, good luck to the U S in their next few games. And folks, we will see you between now and then with some of our featurettes. Hopefully that you find a little enjoyment with that. And then we will definitely be back in two weeks on the 30th. So folks love you. Uh, love the game. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. Evan. Black people vote. Black people vote.